from the big screen to the small screen and everything in between. This is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hey guys, and welcome to the Screeners Podcast. This is Melody. This is Chad. I'm Chris. I'm Josh. And I'm Daniel. And we are back with you guys again to talk all things media. We have a full show for you guys this time. But before we do that, we want to invite you, as always, to be a part of the conversation. Send us ideas or thoughts on Facebook. Check us out at Screeners Podcast. Or you can email us at ScreenersCast at gmail.com. With that, we'll get into the show. Well, everyone, it's that time of year again. It is Oscar season. The nominations were just announced uh, a couple days ago for us when we were recording this. And uh, we saw some uh, a few interesting things. La La Land had the record for the most nominations, 14 nominations. Um, Moon- mm-hmm. <laughs> Arrival wasn't too far behind. Yeah, was Moon- Moonlight and Arrival both had eight nominations. Um, yeah. You know, plenty of other great movies as well. So we might have... a podcast where we talk more in depth about some of these movies i don't know we'll see but for now we, we won't dive too deep into the into the nominations but i just kind of wanted to see what you guys thought overall about the nominations was there anything any any shocking snubs omissions anything that you guys noticed i i don't really have anything to say other than the oscar nominations made me realize just how few good movies i've seen this year <laughs> like the best yes. picture category looks pretty strong and i have seen exactly one of them what oh, yeah it, you have to get all the way down a documentary before i've seen like <laughs> any of these movies yeah you have some catching up to do you can do that do. you can do that marathon that that some theaters do where you mm-hmm. buy one ticket seal well i have to say i feel like our top 10 list uh did a pretty good job of reflecting the feelings of uh, i mean obviously the blockbusters aren't in there but a lot of those movies that we mentioned um, are 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 there in the in, in best picture nominations. So, I feel pretty good about that. I, I think in some years I feel like the Oscars are way off the mark. You know what I mean? And I'm like, why? Yeah. Why that one? But I feel like, like you said, Josh, these are pretty strong, uh, pretty strong nominations. I definitely need to see some of them. Uh, they they seem to get it right. I think. Well, yeah, I, just like Chris said, in picture especially, there were no real like snubs. There was nothing that yeah. really should have been there. There are a couple things down the line in, in actress maybe, but there's really this year, there was really nothing people are talking about that's a major snub. Yeah, I do think Amy yep. Adams not being an actress is bullcrap. Yes, yeah, that's seriously. the biggest one because that's that really movie is really anchored almost solely around her performance and it was nominated for picture and director and all these other things. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think there are two actresses that you could take out. Isabella, is it? I don't know if it's uh, who yeah. there. Uh, Elle is crazy. That movie's crazy because Paul Verhoeven is crazy, and she was <laughs> and she was fine. Um, I did not like that movie. But it's not. Yeah, the movie's not great. And uh, and I know this may be controversial, but I would take out Meryl Streep. Honestly, no, you would not. Totally. Leave her I alone. Would, I would over 100%. Amy Adams compared it because yes. well, Meryl, yeah, maybe Meryl yeah. Streep in this role. It was wonderful, and I loved that movie. But she's she's really chewing the scenery. There's a lot of acting in that performance, whereas Amy <laughs> Adams, I, I take her over over Meryl now, for sure. I I, I was the character she was playing. What? No, you're crazy. <laughs> no, I'm not. Where she they is. They can never say I didn't sing. Come on. Oh my gosh, really? Because that's no. how she was. I know. I know. Oh my God. I know people. I know. Wrong. I think Amy I have... Adams is the new Leonardo DiCaprio. The internet yeah. is kind of blowing <laughs> yes. up. 
that she hasn't won an Oscar yet. She's been nominated, I think, six times, maybe. But yeah. Um, so well, I was also a little upset about Tom Hanks. How well he hasn't been even nominated in forever. Yeah. Yeah. He and, and we just watched Sully, and that movie was really. I totally think he should have been nominated for yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I, I feel one, like everyone thinks Tom Hanks is doing well enough for himself, and. Whatever. But yet we have Meryl Streep. <laughs> yeah, but when you yeah, have that's true. Well, still do, yeah. you still do good work. You still you deserve you know whatever that comes. But I, one of the things that I I saw that I thought was rather interesting was that Wiener was not nominated for documentary. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. so much. It's or for, comedy because it's not that exactly. great. Or it's horror. not that great. Uh, the documentary is why. But what? Whatever. It's not. Well, it's I know you said that. I know you said that, but I, I just feel like it's gotten so much buzz this year. Like I've heard about that more than any other documentary, maybe ever. Well, not maybe ever, but but in a long time. And and it didn't even get nominated. That just kind of shocked me. I thought I just thought you know for sure I'd see it on there. Was it nominated for Golden Globe or not? Gold? Yeah, Golden Globe. I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. Yeah. So that that kind of what that, that's what. You know, surprised me. I just thought it was just on the list, kind of a shoe in. So but I was happy to see Life Animated in there. Uh, one of the one of the few documentaries I've seen. I, that movie is amazing. If you love Disney movies at all, you need to watch that. It is fantastic. Really good. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. I was I was a little surprised to not see Finding Dory in the animated yeah. ones. Yes. Why? Zootopia. Kick Zootopia out. Zootopia's gonna Dory win. In. FYI. No. Yeah. For no good reason. Sick. Oh, it's the social, the social commentary. I'm sure. Well, well another thing too is interesting about it is is that um, those usually when you have the animated film, the song that goes along with it is also nominated, and Zootopia's "Try Everything" by Shakira is not nominated, which for is good for good reason. For good reason, because it's a very repetitive it's a magical song. song. But I'm magical. just saying, it's it's very telling of the kind of movie Zootopia was. I mean, I I liked it a lot. I thought it was fine on on, but it was more surface level. Very as as Chad always says, very obvious what that movie yeah. is trying to say. I have not seen the Red Turtle, but I have seen the other four. And if you include Finding Dory in that, I don't. I think all of them are clearly better. So it just is crazy. It's crazy. And also the the animated movie Melody that you mentioned. What was it? Uh, your top three. The Little pick? Prince. The Little Prince. Oh, yeah. Like that was great. Even even the artistry in that I feel like is superior to to Zootopia. Zootopia. But you're right. I, I think the uh, I just think the social commentary track that that's yeah. on gets uh, gets into these uh, these these voters and you're probably right Daniel it'll win and speaking of best song um, we got Sting's surprise entry with the empty chair which is just a terrible song just really mm. awful and it kicked Sing Street out and and plenty of other great songs that was a bummer. So there can only be five nominations. Is that the reason why? I mean, is that the, their their cap on that particular? Yeah, yeah. I think one surprise for me, and I mentioned it when we were doing our top ten show last week, was that one of my favorite performances of the year that did not even win in this category for Globes, but so no no one thought he would get nominated was Michael Shannon in Nocturnal Animals. And it, yeah. it, that performance is fantastic. So I, I really like the fact that he got nominated for an Oscar because most people did not expect him to. Yeah, that yeah. was a surprise. Well, I, um, I, I know we're already into this, but should we have at least mentioned what was nominated for Best Picture, or do we not even? Uh, we not even do sure. that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. We got we got Arrival, Fences, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, Hidden Figures, La La Land, Lion, Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight. So nine yeah. movies this year. All great movies. I think it's, yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's a fantastic 
crowd. I mean, I could not, I could take or leave Hidden Figures, but it's it's a good movie. But other than that, really fantastic crowd. Yeah, I think another surprise to that too is the fact that it does at least somewhat appear that Hollywood has welcomed back to Mel Gibson. Yeah, Ridge and best director. <laughs> that is a surprise. I mean, it is and well yeah, deserved. Right. I think that was, that was a fantastic movie. When, and one other question: Isn't Hidden Figures rated PG? When was the last time that got a Best Picture nomination? That's a great point. Hmm. It's probably been, uh, yeah, the last one I can think off the top of my head would be like Toy Story 3 in yeah. 2010. Is La La there, Land there PG-13? Been... It is. Yeah. Oh, okay. For excessive yeah. dancing. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> excessive jazz. <laughs> but 14 nominations, guys. Oh, Come I on. Know, I know that thrilled your little heart. Mm. Oh, <laughs> it, it just did. Uh, yeah. And, uh, it could, it could, uh, I, I was reading an article today that was kind of analyzing its chances in all the different categories. It could tie the record for wins. I mean, depending on how things shake out, With but Return of the I don't King. want to get ahead of myself. <laughs> <laughs> don't you nice. pack the Academy vote. Daniel. That would be wow. very sad. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I was really happy to see in best actress that Ruth Nega made it in for loving. I yeah. have been championing that film it didn't make my top ten, but uh, I really, really loved her performance specifically. Yes, so I, I was shocked that that made it in. She's fantastic. She is fantastic. All I'm gonna say is that Suicide Squad did get a nomination. Oh man, I awesome. can't believe it. So, just, but Deadpool didn't. Thank the Lord that for that. I, I, but man, it should have though for screenplay. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. It was close. Have. Yeah. yeah, guys, nope. the All movie right. Passengers got more nominations <laughs> than Silence. <laughs> That's a shame. That oh my oh, gosh, my word. That's insanity. It was insanity. Should, we should also say too before we wrap this segment up that Amazon became the first streaming service to get a Best Picture nominee with Manchester by the Sea. Mm-hmm. And so, I think yeah. that is well deserved. Netflix is not ready for the Oscar game except for documentaries. I mean, what they they are not doing. By releasing movies straight to their streaming services, they, they nobody talks about them. They don't go anywhere. Except uh, it's nominated for for a best documentary. My that's friend, not, that's what I'm saying. They're, they're doing well with documentaries, but any other movies that they've got aren't going anywhere. Um, I don't know what they're doing differently oh. with documentaries. So Amazon I, is doing I mean, it right. I, I do agree. With, I can't think of a feature that Netflix has done that or purchased that I was just crazy about. And Manchester Beast by the Sea of... was my number one movie of the year. Beast of the Nation was great, but wasn't in my mm. top ten of, of the year. But it was a great movie, so that's true. Yeah, but, but, like but think about that ago. being released. Think about that by being released to theaters by Fox Searchlight, let's say. Beast of the Nation would have been nominated for quite a few oscars i think true right no that, that, that's a good point i don't know why amazon is jumping on that bandwagon netflix hasn't that was a good investment because well, they bought it for 10 yes. million dollars yeah definitely uh, yeah and they're gonna yeah they'll do just fine with that one cool anything else any other surprises or anything you guys are excited to see uh anything you really want to win I mean, I want a rival to win. I mean, I, I really do. That would be fantastic. It's not going to, but I'm I'm glad that it is at least nominated, and yeah. uh, you know, the, the the large group of people agree with the uh, the impact that that film can have. So I want, anyway, I want Manchester by the Sea to win screenplay, and I want anything other than Zootopia to win animated. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I agree with you. I, I would be happy if anything but Zootopia won. <laughs> Seriously. And I should say, I, the kid, the uh, Parwar from Freaking Lion, should <laughs> Lion. have been nominated. <laughs> when you have like the the girl, I can't remember. It's been so long. Anna Paquin from like Interview with the Vampire and people like that getting nominated, and his performance was so much better. So I was a little disappointed he didn't get nominated. Yeah. 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 I think Dev Patel could be Best Actor, by the way. But 
you know, whatever. All right, and with that, we move into our main event. Welcome to the main event. All right, guys, for our main event this week, we are reviewing Split. What are we doing here? What the hell is going on? I was sent to get you for a reason. There's a flower on the pillows, a flower in the bathroom. Like, we're important. The only chance we have is if all three of us go crazy on this guy. Who is that? Maybe she can help us. We're here! Help us! We're here! Don't worry. He's not allowed to touch you. He knows what you're here for. Never seen a case like this before. 23 identities live in Kevin's body. Who are you? The world will understand now. The beast is real. He's done awful things to people and he'll do awful things to you. All right, the IMDb description of this film is three girls are kidnapped by a man with a diagnosed 23 distinct personalities and must try and escape before the apparent emergence of a frightful new 24th. This is the latest film from our favorite filmmaker, M. Night Shyamalan, who has been <laughs> had, had quite the uh, quite the history in the film industry. So I think to discuss this film, we should lead in with our um, maybe our, our favorite Shyamalan film and then where where we felt like he he took the turn down because I think we all agree he took a turn and then and then you can elaborate on your thoughts on this film and see if he has indeed made a comeback. So let's start with Chris. Yeah, no. So M. Night Shyamalan used to be one of my very favorite directors his movies were an event but just like with everybody i'm sure there's a lot of pressure on him uh, an immense amount of pressure you know eventually he did take that down return for me i'll be honest with you and this may speak a little bit to my enjoyment of, of split um, i loved the sixth sense i wasn't a huge fan of unbreakable in fact i've only seen it once so I don't really remember that film all that much. I remember enjoying it and liking it fine, but I don't really, you know, I don't have an affinity for Unbreakable. Signs, however, is one of my favorite movies, period. I, I thought that was a great movie. In fact, if I, if I could make a movie, it would be something in the vein of Signs. I love the tension in that. I love the storytelling. Um, I really enjoyed that movie. The Village was quite good. It was a good follow-up. But Lady in the Water was just terrible for me on every level. I walked out of that movie <laughs> mad, wanting almost wanting my money back. Just really thought I had been hoodwinked. And I thought, well, I'll give him another, I'll give him another, you know, chance. Then the happening occurred, and that was even worse than Lady in Water. I mean, there's a dude talking to a plant for like 30 seconds, you know, like a full conversation with a plant ridiculous movie <laughs> the last airbender was garbage you know what after earth was not that bad it wasn't terrible but it was just fairly forgettable and then he took a break for me anyway like it seemed like he'd gone off the the radar for quite a while as far as like making the kind of movie because after earth really wasn't his kind of movie it was him like trying to get out of director jail and then for me the visit was quite good and then here we are at split 
Uh, do you want me to go ahead and go into my review of Split, Melody? What I thought, or yeah, what... yes, give us your initial thoughts here. So um, I like Split a lot. I think it has some issues. It's a good thriller. It definitely made me left me wanting in the kind of main body of of the film. We can get into the reasons why. It's hard to talk about this movie without discussing the end of it, however. But for the most part, I think it did a pretty good job at uh, creating some tension, uh, an atmosphere that was frightening. This is yet another one of those people stuck in a small space trying to get out films. Very popular this year. Uh, And so anyway, so I thought it did a pretty great job at that, but then giving it some context, you know, made it makes it a, uh, a little bit more interesting of a film. So we'll get into that, um, you know, in spoilers. But for me, I think it's, he's back to, to, to his, his true form. He's back to being full M night, creating tension, uh, interesting characters to follow creepy moments, doing a pretty good job at it. I thought. All right. So pretty, pretty well received by Chris. Chad, what about you? I definitely think that constraint, budgetary constraint, is the is a gift to M. Night Shyamalan. Mm. Starting with the visit, Blumhouse Productions that gave him $5 million to make this movie. Because he has, in his earliest work, as Chris has mentioned in some of his best work, has been in the smaller moments that set pieces that are done but on a smaller scale but in a very interesting way. They're littered throughout his first three or four movies. And so when I went and saw The Visit, and we reviewed it on the podcast, uh, I really, really liked Visit, The Visit a lot. And I, it gave me hope that he, he was returning to form. And Split has done nothing to, to make me think that he isn't uh, hopefully now back in control. I did not love this movie. It's going to be it's going to be difficult to, to give really any kind of overarching opinion on it until we can talk freely about it. But I will I will just say that James McAvoy's performance in this movie is outstanding. Uh, now I know it's a it's a showy kind of performance that requires him to do lots of different things, but. He is really, really stellar, and that's that that's indicative of a of a good director. There are set pieces uh, and moments in this movie that are thrilling, that are scary, where you're wanting things to happen and you're hoping for things to happen and you're yelling at the screen. That it's that kind of a movie, uh, but it does have some problems. It's it's too for me. It, it definitely drags a bit. It's a it's probably about fifteen minutes, twenty minutes too long, and I think one of the main characters in here who plays a therapist her her primary role appears to me to be just to be an exposition machine and explain yes. what's happening and why it's happening and and so that was very aggravating but i cannot deny the power of the camera movement the setups the blocking in this movie that make for a very entertaining and thrilling experience and so mm-hmm. it gives me great hope it gives me great hope that if he can I, I believe the budget for this movie was 10 million dollars and i just don't want him i don't want somebody to be like oh look he's back let's give him 180 million dollars and then we're back yeah. to crazy town because the happening was one of the saddest movie going experiences of my life <laughs> like it was like, like watching I, I it was, don't know what's happening right now it's a, it was just like a slow train wreck it was like no it don't was. why are we oh, oh so bad. no so bad so anyway so my overarching view is that as far as split is concerned i liked it i didn't love it but i recognize 
the craftsmanship that's involved in making this piece, and therefore I am thrilled with what he's going to do next. Right. All right. I, I concur with many of your assessments. Daniel, how about you? Yeah, same. Uh, I think I think Chris and Chad have done a real good job of, of saying it. I, I agree with most of what they said. I think I liked it more than Chad did, but I agree. I didn't love the movie, but I really, really enjoyed it. There are definitely problems. I, I wrote down the exact same thing Chad said. The Dr. Fletcher character was just garbage. Didn't need to be in the movie at all. Her She was only there to explain everything to us, and it was really obvious. Um, and not only that, she, she wasn't even acted well. So she was written poorly, and she was acted poorly. And so just all around it really... Anytime she was on screen, it really took me out of the movie. And it's a shame because the movie didn't need her at all. I thought I thought the movie was strong enough that we understood what was going on without her character. That aside, I, I liked I liked most everything about the movie. Uh, I think James McAvoy, it's only January, but James McAvoy's performance needs to be remembered throughout this year because that was uh, definitely worth Oscar discussion. Um, I thought it was a fantastic performance. And, and the girls in the movie were, were excellent as well. And yeah, we're definitely going to have more to talk about during spoilers. Um, you know, the the third act I thought was really well executed, really tense. It felt a little, I'll, I'll say, incomplete. It didn't leave me. I I didn't leave the theater really. I was I was I wasn't fully satisfied. But overall, I really really enjoyed this movie. And you guys you guys both said it. He's back. He's back. Mm-hmm. I, this felt this felt like an early M Night Shyamalan movie in the best way. I'm sorry, really right. quick before, before you say, I, I just was looking at IMDb, and if you look at the cast, you know how they say the character, the the actor's name, and then the character that they play, James McAvoy's, and they list all of the characters that he plays individually. <laughs> That's awesome. That's wow. pretty funny. Anyway, It was like sorry. that in the credits, too. It was very cool. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, I, I definitely concur with you guys. I was a big M. Night fan for many years until I, I, I would concur at the... Uh, assessment of when he went downhill. However, I think we have neglected to mention an M. Night film that really should be seen. Uh, and that is a documentary called The Buried Secrets of M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, have you seen yeah. it? Have uh, you seen it, boys? I have. <laughs> I have. Yes. I forgot uh, about that. Oh, it's amazing. My See, it's I, amazing. I, I, never mind. Are you talking about that sci-fi? I'm, I'm yes. No, you need to say it. it. Tell the story. No, I'm embarrassed. What is it, Jeff? No, 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 be embarrassed. I I did not watch that movie, ironically. I had no idea that it, I had literally no idea that it wasn't a real documentary. And I had no idea. And I watched it at home by myself. And it totally oh creeped me out. I was those like, oh, crows, my God. Man. Oh, my God. Those crows. I was yeah. like, what is happening? Why, why is the world freaking out about this? And then, of it's course, so uh, it totally got me. I'm a complete sucker. So I forgot about that. That that was wonderful yeah. experience. You've not, you, have you not heard about it, Daniel, at all? No, no. I know what it is. Yeah. Okay. I know the whole story. I just haven't seen it. Ugh, I yeah. have no idea. It, it, I mean, it, it shook me. Anything. You couldn't watch it. You want it a good now, laugh, people. But, yeah. Yeah. Probably can't even find it now, but it well, was great back in the I, day. I just mean if you did watch it, you would be like, "Well, this is the dumbest thing. I know exactly what's happening." But back when it was when it came out, it was it was unlike anything else. You didn't realize that it was a piece of uh, advertising, so yeah. it was it was I, wonderful. I, I feel like even if you did realize that it was a piece of advertising, there might have been a little bit of you that was a little creeped out by that documentary. Yes. I'm just gonna go ahead and say. Anyways, back to the movie at hand. I concur. It was. It was good. He's back to form. It felt like an earlier M. Night film for sure. Not his strongest, but definitely 
like you guys said, makes me excited for for what he's gonna do next. And I'm with you on the on the one character didn't get her, didn't understand her. The jury's still out on some of the backstories of other characters, but we'll discuss that in spoilers further on. But yeah, I think we're all coming away with the same sort of feeling, which was M Night's back, and this was a pretty pretty good movie. So, yeah, and you should definitely see this in in the theater with people as well. I think this right. is one of those movies that is just it it it's it's a horror movie, so it's good to I mean you know what I mean a thriller in a way, and so it's good to be there and feel tension and uncomfortableness with other people. <laughs> so that's uh, that would be a recommendation for me. Absolutely see it see it in the theater. Yep, we had a packed theater and it was definitely very tense the entire time. So that's yeah, always yeah. fun. Yeah, it's already up to after its uh, opening weekend. It's already at fifty-five million worldwide, and very much like his former movies, word of mouth is very strong. So people are going to see it. So good, good for him. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. No, it's good. All right. Well, before we go to spoilers, let's just give our final call on whether people should see this, who should see it, and where they should see it. Chris, you already mentioned the theater. Yeah. No, yeah, I've, I've already given my answer. Yeah, go see it in the theater, no doubt. Chad? Yes, I saw it in Impact Theater as well, and uh, you definitely should see it in the theater. Daniel? Absolutely, you should go yep. see it. I agree. It, I mean, I think most anyone would like this movie. It's a PG-13 movie, so if you're, if you're too worried about too much horror or anything like that, you're not going to find it. It's just a solid thriller, so everybody, go see it. It's there great. are some creepy moments, though. There, there, no, there are no some. No doubt, it's M Night, and it's a thriller, but it's not. It's not scary. It's just. It's not scary, but tense. It's tense. Yeah, yeah, but there, there, there are topics discussed that are quite. Uh, That's mature. true. That's true. That mature. Is true. That is yes. true. There's That's a true. bit of disturbing things that happen. That yeah. All right. Well, there you have it. Let's go to spoilers. The first rule of Fight Club is, you do not talk about Fight Club. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got them? But there's so many places it wouldn't have occurred to a hawk to hide. However, the reason the Führer's brought me off my Alps in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me. Because I'm aware what tremendous feats human beings are capable of once they abandon dignity. And in a dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. He's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there and all that dark and all that cold. And I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there. And then I woke up. Unlike Chris, I yeah. adore Unbreakable. I absolutely Good. love it and have always loved it. And the thing about that last scene, I, Brandon, my younger brother, and I saw this together. We, uh, we both share a love for Unbreakable. And when... Uh, the score for Unbreakable actually starts yes. early. And when I heard it, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, God. And Brandon, <laughs> Brandon as well, he reached over. And before they even, before you even revealed Bruce Willis's character, he looked at me and he was like, Mr. Glass. Because he thought it was going to be <laughs> Mr. Glass. But we picked it out. And so when it happened, it was really very funny because we were in a packed theater in San Antonio. And it was clear that there was about... Thirty-five percent of the audience who was like, "Yes," and everybody else was like, <laughs> yeah. "I have no idea what's happening." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> so for us, when when it's revealed that this is in the universe of Unbreakable, we loved it. But there was definitely a large percentage of the audience that had no clue. 
Mm-hmm. I'll have to be honest that I was in that percentage because I just I, I I understood that this was a reference to Unbreakable. Like I got that, but I didn't understand why that was important. I just I, I just didn't remember what Unbreakable was even really about. Um, and so I had to uh, quickly do a Google search, and then I was like, oh wow, that does that is a that's a that that, that puts context into what yeah. we have just seen. And so that 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 was that was a good thing. But yeah, it it is one of those things that I wish there could be without. Sp- Spoiling it, a prerequisite for seeing a 17-year-old film. You know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> yeah. it's 17 years 17 old. 17 years? Came out oh, in 2000. Yeah. Yeah. That so that's, that's why I felt a little bit incomplete, because I loved that at the end. But but when the, the actual movie ended, like the plot line uh, yeah. with, uh, with Kevin's character ended, I was like, oh, okay. Uh, right. All right. Exactly. It's away. Exactly. Okay. And then they and then they have that twist, which uh, that that rescued it a bit, but it still I still have so many questions. You See, know? but I wouldn't it's, call it a I, I wouldn't call it a twist. Not, I would yeah. call I would yeah. call it, it you put it in context. You suddenly yeah. realize it recontextualizes where, everything. Yeah. Where yeah. you yeah. are, because like for me, like what I, what I, when I was watching it, I was like, I don't. I, fine. That's great. And then I was like, wait a minute, now, now we, because I didn't think the beast actually would would ha- happen. Like I, right, I thought that right. was going to be, uh, you know, was not actually a real thing. Uh, maybe she was, she was seeing him and she actually had, she was the 24th personality. Like I thought there was something and I was looking for, you know, something like that to happen. And when it actually did turn out to be accurate that he actually turned into this super villain um i was just like i don't understand why that i mean okay that's the twist that is real and then when we realize oh no we're in this superhero world where superheroes exist now okay we've just seen the origin of a supervillain which okay great that's awesome That, that that's that that makes things different but it's you're right the actual movie i'm not exactly sure that uh, it as as it exists is like the greatest like thing, but once you contextualize it, then it becomes yeah. a lot cooler. Yeah, I did love that, and Mike Shyamalan find found a way to put a twist on what a sequel is, which sure. I thought you know everybody's been asking him about Unbreakable two for mm-hmm. seventeen years, and so he he, he answered he all it. those questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Yeah, while watching the movie, I, I couldn't help but think that this is probably the most just straightforward story that mm. he's ever done. Um, yeah. And especially when it went to credits, I was, I was right. not confused is not the right word, but I was like, wow, that's, I mean, okay, that's good. And then when that happened, as you get back into the actual overlap and you, you talk about the fact that the, and it mentions how Kevin's dad left on the train and that train accident is the mm-hmm. same accident that, you know, the David Dunn character came from and, and you start to see these things connect. Well, you think, you think it is, no, but it is. Yes. it is, it is. Well, it's not confirmed. It in the is, movie. it is. Well, it, I know. But it's, Chris, it okay. I, it's not confirmed in the movie, but it is. And so, right. but anyway, it's the, the, you know, there's really no other way to say it, but the, the balls that Shyamalan has to do this movie like this is really remarkable because yeah. again, it's 17 years old and most of your audience probably has no idea what it even means. And the right. fact that they didn't yeah. utilize it to get more people into the theater and the fact that they Instead of doing a traditional twist, they did this. I mean, that's that's great because it's impossible to watch as much as I would like to. It's impossible to watch a Shyamalan movie 
and not be trying to anticipate the twist. So the yeah. fact that they did it this way, I think, is pretty remarkable and unlike anything we've ever seen, which is why I think so many people are losing their minds because he made an unbreakable uh, movie without calling it unbreakable. So it's pretty pretty crazy. It is pretty crazy. Yeah, but, it, but it's not really un- – I mean, it, it obviously it's in the same universe. It's not really Unbreakable 2. No, it's, an, it's no. Unbreakable 2 prequel is what it is. It's Unbreakable 1.5. Yeah. Uh, so I watched this movie. Let me give you a little context of how I saw this. I saw this one week before it came out on Friday the 13th. They had some pre-screenings. And it opens with a message from M. Night Shyamalan uh, that says, you know, I'm so excited you guys can see this movie. Please don't tell anybody what you're about to witness. And he says it just like that. And uh, so, so, like, so everybody gets so, so much showmanship. Yeah. Right. So much so showmanship. What are we about to see? <laughs> and so that's why I even more. I, that's why I felt so incomplete at the end of the movie because I was like, right. "Oh, what? What am I going to tell people?" Oh, okay. And then Bruce Willis shows up. I was and and people in our theater were like screaming, like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> Freaking out. And uh, and I was just sitting there going, "No way!" So yeah, it was a uh, it was a interesting viewing experience. Yeah, and it is interesting that this is it is it is a technically a post credit scr- like stinger. You know what I mean? Because. Yeah. Because yeah, it does yeah. come up after you know the the director theater was standing up. Yeah, it was. It yeah. was, that is interesting that they chose to do it that way, where you're like, oh, it's over. Okay, I think I like that movie, and then, like I said, then you have to wait for it. I'm glad they didn't wait any longer because I feel like people would walk out of the theater and not see. You know, I, I just wonder if that even you know that might happen for some folks. But anyway, uh, it's an important piece not to miss if you want to understand what you just saw. So. Anyway, well, I I feel like you can uh, understand and appreciate the film without that, though, like which is different than a usual twist. So totally. Well, yeah. And I have to say, you know, so just let let me talking about the movie, you know, as the rest of the movie outside of just that that context. Like like we said, the performances were, I thought, pretty great. The the lead actress, I'm not sure what her name is. I should know. She was fantastic. I thought she did a, a wonderful job. We've already mentioned James McAvoy. You know, I just I I am I am more excited now, honestly, and I feel like I don't want to fall into the trap, but of these these like sequels, I want to see the the movie now with James McAvoy and Bruce Willis. Do you think that they're going to make that movie, or do you think this is it? This is like M Night says. Well, no, this is this is the sequel with, uh, that I'm going to make. Uh, who knows? He has to. They'll I, make a romantic comedy, and then in the middle, they'll disappear. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Well, yeah, it, it, I it, think funny. if they don't make Unbreakable Two or whatever it is, uh, I think I would be really angry because uh, yeah. this this whole movie is only if this movie is nothing but a tease. Then, then that's the whole way I'll see the movie for the rest of eternity. Is it's just a tease? Well, that's, that is fair, but it's also not fair because it does stand alone. Yeah, as it a, does. As it its does. own thing. Well, that's the little, my question. The little is that post, a problem? Well, yeah. the little post-credit thing is just that. It does. It does make you reconsider everything that you've just seen. But had the movie just ended, 
it's a very serviceable thriller. Cause, uh, cause in, in I don't that, know. It is. Yeah, I, I didn't I say it was know. great. It's a. What do you mean, no? It's a serviceable thriller. Of course it Just is. All of a sudden, this dude turns into an actual monster. And yeah, you have that, no, that has I, been explained throughout the entire yeah, they movie. they explain it the whole they, movie. They have clearly set that up, that when these things happen, mentally, people have healed themselves, and their bodies have changed, and the chemistry. They've set that up throughout the entire movie. So I know, but, it's, but 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 they make you feel like you're in a uh, in the real world, and in the real world that doesn't happen. Do you know what I mean? Like it just. Uh, oh come on. That could be argued. That could be argued. Oh okay, all right. I, all right. I just see. I think because yes, it's after the title card at the end, but it's not. I mean, it's not like the movie ended. I mean, would, uh, it's part of the movie. Like it, 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 like you said, it makes you rethink the entire movie. And so I did. And what I think of the movie now is that it's a tease for the next movie. So you know, I, you know, well, that's like, your problem. That's not the movie's problem. It is. They put that in there. They made me think that. Well, what are you talking M, about? M. Night is has gone on the record multiple times as saying he has a great disdain for sequels. So I wouldn't anticipate necessarily that yeah. so he, he would. Movie then? This is certainly it's a sequel to Unbreakable. It's not. <laughs> what is it then? Is it, it a follow up? What is it? No, it's like a spin-off. It's a spin-off in the universe. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not a direct sequel. It it happened it, essentially. Right. It's not. It, it is it is an interesting uh, beast uh, all on its own. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I, I have a, I don't know. It's it, it's one. Of the, I just don't know what I think about it. I I I, I want to know more. I, I want to, and that's a good thing about a, a movie is is that you know once you see it, then you have to spend a little while researching as to what did I just see? What does that mean? What's the you know what? Oh okay, that's what that meant. The train thing. Oh, that kind of blew my mind. That's why he was carrying the flowers. You know, all that stuff like really just began to to gel. And, you know, even and I, I heard this on a podcast, several podcasts and uh, several articles, but that the Kevin character was actually in Unbreakable, um, the first draft of Unbreakable. Did you guys hear that? I'm yeah. guessing you probably did. Sure. But that's pretty that blew my mind when as soon as I knew that, that this is not something that he has been that he just came up with out of his head. But something he's been mulling over and thinking about for, well, almost 17 years, probably a little less than that because obviously they went into production. But, you know, that's the idea that, that he had for all this time. And it just makes sense. And then this movie. So that's the problem is, is that I feel like any sequel unless he's already thought about it is not going to be as impactful as unbreakable and split. It would be another, you know, airbender or something, you know what I mean? Where it just doesn't, or avatar or whatever they called that movie just did not work uh, as well. Cause he's, you know, you'd, you'd have to make a superhero movie. You'd have to make a strong man against a multiple personality monster. And I'm just not sure that that's a movie that I really want M. Night Shyamalan to make. Well, if M. Night has ever, has proven anything, it's that he subverts expectations. So I don't. I think if he did it, it wouldn't just be a straightforward. True. So so who knows? I just found a quote from M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, somebody was asking him, "Is he going to do uh, Split Two or Unbreakable Two or what is it going to be?" And he said, "Maybe it's a new format. Uh, I'm writing the outline now. It's weird. It's long. Blah blah blah. Uh, I hope if Split is a, if Split is a success." I'll have the opportunity to finish the story. I want to finish it, so there will be a third one. Or he so, says, so this is the third what one. I don't know what you can't means. trust him. You can't trust <laughs> you can't him. True. Watch the buried secrets of M. Night Shyamalan. You'll never trust him. That's right. Uh, is this one of the secrets? <laughs> I do think one of the one of the reasons that this movie, without the stinger at the end, doesn't quite feel as complete is that it 
it doesn't resolve itself in that last act in a way that is satisfying in relation to the to our I guess our secondary protagonist because right. when you it's think true. it's it's from mm-hmm. it it really is a story about the McAvoy character it really is although you don't know that necessarily while it's going right. through and so when you when you then look back on it it feels somewhat unsatisfying because of all even though she escapes it's it just doesn't it doesn't and I'm not necessarily looking for tropes it's just it doesn't complete itself in a way that focuses on their perspective because yeah, it's the, truly the uncle thing. The, the uncle thing is never resolved. It, you know, you, you're left wondering, okay, what happens to her now? Right. Uh, she's been through this several traumas. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was, I was almost thinking like that, you know, in that last moment, perhaps somehow he had given her a, you know, an actual superpower of some kind or some sort of like something more because, yeah. you know, they said that, but that just, I don't know that that never happened. There's no, there's just a look it's not their at the story. police officer. Yeah. Yeah. I know that, but, but that's, that's disappointing when that is the movie, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you, <laughs> that is the movie, it, whether you like it or not, you're still invested in that character. Oh, You've no, seen I agree. Story. And so to, 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 to just ignore it and say, well, that's not really what I was doing. You're saying, but yeah, you were though. You've got to do something satisfying and, and let us let us know that like those moments with her weren't meaningless. Yeah. Um, to be honest I with think, you, though, I kind of liked it. I like the ambiguity of the ending where she looks. You know, it's like your uncle's yeah. here and she looks away, and then that's it. I really, as unsettling as it is, I actually liked that part of it personally. I mean, of course, I'd like to see her take out a hatchet and cut his head off. <laughs> right, but, exactly. But I like the ambiguity in the way that they chose to, to leave it because you don't know. You don't know how she's been changed. And if he truly does do a third mm-hmm. one, then maybe we'll find out. Oh, I yeah, doubt I, if there's a third one, there's no way she's in it. Yeah. No, oh, I think I think, there is no I think she'll be in it. Up, yeah, she she, she teams too. up with Dunn. She's the yeah. Robin to the Dunn, and yeah. they go out and they, they destroy uh, good, old, uh, good old Kevin. Nah. Or she's bad. Dude, yes, come on, on. Ultimately, what what you can say is, if he never made another movie, a man who who can put on his his filmography tombstone, split the visit, the village, signs unbreakable, and the sixth sense has had a pretty good career. There's no <laughs> yes. about it. Yeah, I'm yeah, really sure the visit fits on that list, but okay. <laughs> I like the visit. I really liked it. I don't care. I liked it. I, I think I think visit was his getting his feet back in the his toes back in the water and feeling comfortable and saying oh I can do this again. Um, I, I think it's definitely a worthwhile film. I don't think it's on the level of those others. No, though. I really no, no, don't. No. Well, I had fun with it. I thought it was a good I thought it was a good film, and I'm I'm excited to see his next movie, whatever it might be, whether it's Unbreakable two or uh, something else. I'm not expecting. Well, on his IMDb page, it says Labor of Love. Of course it does. A widower embarks on a cross-country trip on foot to prove his love for his late wife. And who knows? What? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds like the working title. I mean, people have been it'll asking. Be, it'll be Unbreakable, Unbreakable 3. Two for so long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Labor of love. Come on. All right. Well, welcome back, M. Night. We will see what you do from here. We are cautiously optimistic for your future in the film industry. And with that, let's go to our top three. Three, two, one. The top three. All right, guys. Well, with M. Night Shyamalan back in full force with Split, we thought we'd take a look at our favorite twists uh, in storytelling. And so we're going to do a top three. Ask everybody on the on the podcast here what their top three twists of all time have been. 
up until this point anyway. So let's go ahead and go around the table here and find out what uh, those are for Josh. Josh, what is your number three twist? Well, so as usual, I have to explain a little bit how I put together my my very methodical list here. The Why? Problem with, because that's what I do, <laughs> and I have no other content to talk about otherwise. So the problem with this topic is that, yes. as usual, I go and I Google and I try to find lists of movies that could potentially fit this criteria. And there are lists of movies like 100 deep, and you get yeah. to the bottom, and it's like... Silence of the Lambs and I Heart Huckabees and movies that do not have twist endings. (laughs) And then there's some that I it's really odd. There's some that I think should have twist endings, but I can't remember the twist. Anyway. Yeah. My my top three list is gonna be very familiar because that's all I remember. So my number three is Fight Club. Nice. Excellent. All right, Fight Club. You know, I guess I should have said this beforehand, but I guess we're already in spoilers. But we're going to be ruining yes. films Seriously? Uh, yes. more than likely. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, these so are all, it's fine. Yeah, I know, but it, but still at the same time, like you'll you'll know that there are twists, and we're probably going to ruin those twists. So if you don't want to know anything about movies, period, uh, then you probably shouldn't listen to this. But there, more than likely, you you will have you'll know these movies, um, and uh, you'll be familiar. But we're just going to list off those. Uh, those ones that are fairly... Well, anyway, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Chad, how about you? What's your number three twist? Well, this is a... This category is one that as soon as you do any research at all, you there are about five or six that immediately jump to the top for everybody. And so huh. what, what I tried to do for me was to pick the one that I remember having an oh-my-gosh reaction Yes. When I saw it, as opposed to like trying to be like, oh, this mm-hmm. is the best twist, like the ones that just really caught me off guard and, and gave me a reaction. And so my number three is a movie that synonymous now, it, it spawned many terrible sequels, but it's Saw. The very uh-huh. first time that I saw Saw was in the theater, and <laughs> I I had no idea what was about, and we're in spoilers, so when the dude stood up at the end... My, my theater lost its mind, including me. I was, we, everybody was like, "What?" Um, yep. Just because I've never it, seen Saw, so it, thank you. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> well, if you haven't seen it by now, you never will. So yeah, it's we true. Had, um, in those days, we weren't really conditioned to expect anything like that, and so it it uh, it blew my mind. So that that one really stuck with me. That's my number three. Especially as something that was being marketed as just like torture porn, that movie surprised the heck out of me. Yes. Absolutely. Very good. Very good movie. All right. Yes. No, it really was. It was a good movie. And then it, yeah. it, it ended up being even better just because of that last moment. All right, Melody, how about you? Number three. Well, I struggled with this, too, because I was trying to, like, be creative or think of something outside the box. But, like. I love movies with twists, and like I can't not say my top three because I, I have a top three. So, well, I mean, the the number one is there's the correct answer. So, I hope that you all have come <laughs> to the correct answer. But, wow. but, but I do I do have like actually like seven on my list of like great, great movie twists. So, I guess number two and three are a little bit arbitrary based on how I felt at the, my memories of of how I felt. So my number three is The Sixth Sense because it was a magical yeah. moment. Yeah, no doubt. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Well, okay, so I try to do a very similar thing, and that is think outside the box and do some some things, th- do some thinking about when I experienced a story and was like, I did not expect that at all. And so you'll notice that I have not used the word movie to describe the your your favorite twists because my number three is actually a video game, uh, and that video game is Bioshock. A man has a choice. I choose. Impossible. I built a city where the artist would not fear the censor. Where the great would not be constrained by the small. Where the scientist would not be bound by petty morality. I chose to build rapture. But my city betrayed by the weak. So I ask you, my friend, if your life were the prize, would you kill the innocent? Would you sacrifice your humanity? We all make choices, but in the end, our choices make us. The end <laughs> of Bioshock shocked me more than most movies. Suddenly, would you kindly, would you kindly? meant something exactly <laughs> meant something completely. I loved that game and that moment. And uh, I don't think any games really done something similar since. And uh, that 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 was fantastic. So for me, number three is Bioshock. That's, if you haven't played that game, you should. That's my favorite video game experience of all time maybe number two it's up there the first one right the very first one first one yes yeah no absolutely all right let's go move on to number two you skip me you skip me chris daniel i'm so sorry (laughs) it's because it's because you already said saw was your number three once you learned the ending yeah exactly (laughs) the twist is that la la land does not win any oscars (laughs) well my number one pick okay Uh, all right, Daniel, what, what is your number three? Apologies. That's, I forgive you. Uh, for my number three, I, I tried to pick a movie that was lesser known because, uh, like Josh was saying, a lot of these are going to be the same movies that people always talk about. So so I want to have at least one that nobody else was going to have. And maybe, I don't even know if some of you have seen this movie. It's it's a movie that has a, it's, it's a different kind of twist. It's a twist in the first act. Um, and it just blew me away when I first saw it. Um, the movie is The Place Beyond the Pines. Have you guys seen mm. seen that movie? Yeah, I like it very much. Yeah, I, I really like that movie. Love that movie. Um, Josh has seen this movie. All right. Whoa. I have. It was wow. one of the few I saw that year, and no one wanted to talk about it on the podcast. I was like, fine, <laughs> wow. I'll talk about it I'm, myself. <laughs> I am blown away, and that movie is incredible. So, yeah, yeah, The Place Beyond the Pines. You should watch it if you haven't seen it. It's great. There's awesome. a twist at the end of that. Now I, now I got to go watch it again. He's no, in the first it's, act. It's, it's in the first act. I'm not gonna, I don't want to say it because I don't. Not that many people have seen that movie, so I don't want to say it. The first act is by far the best part of that movie, but it's a great movie. <laughs> All right. All right. We're back to Josh. Josh, what is your number two twist? Well, because I forgot the act structure of Place Beyond the Pines, uh, my number two is The Usual Suspects. Ah, nice. yeah. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Of course. All right. All right. Chad, how about you, man? Number my two. Name- uh, my number two is a movie that came out way back in 2001, 
and it was kind of a thriller slash horror movie, but was really well done. Uh, starred Nicole Kidman and a couple of kids, and it's called The Others. Mm-hmm. Are you sitting comfortably? Then I'll begin. As you can see, the housework has been rather neglected since the servants disappeared almost a week ago. Do you mean they just vanished? Into thin air. Perhaps I should introduce you to the children. How do you do, children? I'm your new nanny. Are you going to leave us too? Why should I leave you? The others said they wouldn't, but they did, and then it happened. My children sometimes have strange ideas, but you mustn't pay any attention. Children will be children. Why have you opened the curtains? It was Victor. You told your brother that there was someone else in the room. There was. That'll do, Anne. Sooner or later, they'll find you. Where is my daughter? Are you mad? I am your daughter. And that was a close one for me. I, uh... I remember really loving this movie all the way through. It was very well crafted, and I guess we're, I don't know. It's, it's that movie's old, so I could, the twist in this one is is that um, spoilers, people. At the very end, you realize that Nicole Kidman and her children have been dead the entire time, and that she killed them. And so it's uh, <laughs> it is it comes really out of left field because the the way that the mystery is set up, you think they're the ones being terrorized the whole movie. But it's really great. If you haven't seen it, you have no reason to now because I just ruined it for you. But it's uh, <laughs> nah, it's a great movie. It's uh, it's a really great movie. So that's my number I, two. I remember not being able to get into that movie. I just I, I couldn't. Yeah, yes. it had kind of been built up, like because it it was years after it came out, so that might have been the problem. But I couldn't get into it. Yeah, yeah. sorry, it's not enough dancing for you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Some, but not enough. <laughs> not enough. <laughs> All right, Melody, what is your number two? I decided I'm picking this in my top three, not because it's maybe the most shocking or best executed twist, but because of the commentary on the whole idea of the twist that this film makes and I feel like the more times you watch it the more you get it and it's more magical so for that reason my number two is The Prestige wow great choice yeah Yeah. Uh okay Daniel I won't forget you this time what's your number two (laughs) what's your number two (laughs) my number two is generic but it is one of my favorite films of all time that's Fight Club I love that movie want you to hit me as hard as you can. Why? How much can you know about yourself if you've never been in a fight? Wait, let me start earlier. Like many of you, I was stuck. No, you can't die from insomnia. I'd flip through catalogs and wonder, what kind of dining set defines me as a person? This is your life, and it's ending one minute at a time. Welcome! I prayed for a different life. Soap. I make and I sell soap. And this is how I met Tyler Durden. Come on, hit me before I lose my nerve. Oh. Ow! You hit me in the ear! It was on the tip of everyone's tongue. Can I be next? We just gave it a name. Gentlemen, welcome to Fight Club. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. In the end, you will thank me. Whoa! Whoa! Absolutely. Okay. So there you go. 
Uh, I'm going to do a little bit of cheating um, just because I feel like they are in the same wheelhouse uh, and prestige, I guess, would be in there, too. But for me, uh, my number two is Memento slash Westworld. <laughs> what? Um, just, Chris, just what are you doing? Slash Memento and the, Westworld? The, hang on, hang on, hang on. The, the, the um, out-of-sync timeline tw- twisty nature of those two things are fantastic. Memento is what I'm really choosing here. But the Nolan idea of being able to tell a story and you not quite know where you are, when you are, and what uh, significance the scene you are playing will actually play in the end is fantastic and a masterpiece. So for me, my number two is Memento, Christopher Nolan's masterpiece, no doubt. Okay, uh, Josh, how about you, number one? Well, aren't you just a thunder stealer? <laughs> yep, that's my number one, Memento. Yes! Memento is yes. a fantastic, fantastic movie. All right. Okay. Uh, so, Chad, how about you, man? What is number one for you? Yeah, my number one is a movie that's been talked about in the last few months, but, you know, it is what it is. It's Frailty. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, uh, mm-hmm. There's a twist at the end of that movie. I won't give it away because I, people need to still see that movie. And uh, it messed me up. Like, it, you know, very much like, well, some other movies that we may talk Some I don't want to steal anybody else's thunder in case you pick your as your number one but i thought about it for a few days and it felt bad <laughs> i mean <and laughs> it was it really affected yeah. it really affected me for quite quite some time and so it's it's just wonderfully done very 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 well done so frailty for me yeah okay melody number one for you you guys you this is good because you are picking all the other movies on my list that i didn't say but no, what the clear, correct answer is the usual suspects. That's the best twist. Usually, when there is a crime, there is a motive. I want to know why. 27 men died on that pier for what looks to be $91 million worth of dope that wasn't there. Usually, when there is a lineup, there's only one real suspect. This whole thing was a shakedown. And there's no way they'd lie in five felons in the same room. But this is not the usual crime. This is not the usual motive. He was in the harbor killing many men. Kaiser Sose! He saw Kaiser Sose. And these are not the usual suspects. He does not expect all of you to live, but those of you who do will have $91 million. It was Kaiser Sose, Agent Kuyan. I mean the devil himself. I'm telling you, it's Kaiser Sose! There is no Kaiser Sose. Keaton always said, I don't believe in God, but I'm afraid of him. Well, I believe in God, and the only thing that scares me is Kaiser Soze. You're welcome. The end of discussion. <laughs> it's a good one. Usual, no sus- usual Suspects is the most blaringly obvious, which is the reason why I didn't put it on my list. But It's like, I mean, that. it's the iconic movie twist scene like that's right. the scene you're right no it is it is it is everything yes absolutely no doubt all right daniel how about you what is your number one twist number one another one of my favorite films of all time one of the best screenplays of all time eternal sunshine of the spotless mind i oh. love that movie so much hmm. interesting yeah. i never I didn't, I didn't really think of it Kind of a subtle twist. Yeah, I'm subtle trying to twist, think of what the but... twist is. Yeah, I'm trying to think as well. But I guess maybe, you know, hey, no rules, just right. Back to steakhouse, <laughs> right? All right. Uh, so, oh boy. Uh, you know, I have been fighting with myself 
um, as to what I put number one. But I'm thinking I'm going to stick with what I have on here, even though I feel like it. Uh, there's another movie uh, that I feel like should be said that is so obvious that I think actually genuinely is the greatest twist in cinema history. Um, yeah. But it didn't have much impact on me simply because I feel like um, when I watched it, I, I must have already known. I tried to save savor it for my children, but that's The Empire Strikes Back. That's got to be the biggest twist in cinema history. It's the most well-known anyway. It's not my number one, though. My number one for me is The Sixth Sense. Man, that movie blew me away. We're talking about M. Night and, uh, and Split and his the way he told that story and me seeing in the theater for the very first time knowing nothing about it um not understanding what was going on and then that last moment just like you you see the movie differently the movie took on you, you the second viewing of that movie changes the meaning of what you had watched before. Yeah. And I don't know whether that's true in any of these other movies, uh, just because, you know, it doesn't actually change anything, but Sixth Sense actually changes the second time you watch it, which is, it's incredible. What an incredible way to tell a story. Okay. Honorable mentions. Uh, Josh, do you have any honorable mentions? Um, uh-huh. Let me think. Uh, no. No, nothing. All right. <laughs> Chad, how about you, man? Yeah. Uh, seven was in there. And mm. then uh, uh, kind of a reverse twist for me was The Mist, the Frank Darabont mm. version of The Mist, because it's not how the book ends. And it really aggravated me what they did in the movie because it was ridiculous. But the granddaddy of all twists, maybe not all, but back to 1983. And this is a double for me since Chris pulled a double. My two actually go together. <laughs> um, and it kind of, since we've been talking about the movie Wiener, those two are The Crying Game and a movie called Sleepaway Camp. Do you guys know anything about those movies? <laughs> I have heard of The Crying Game. Okay. I have not heard so of the second one. Both it sounds of those, like... Both of those... Sleepaway Camp was in 83 and The Crying Game came in the 90s. But, you know, the t- central twist in all those is that the the protagonist is a... Uh, a female until the end when they have a full frontal shot and they're not female. And so they were both very controversial when uh, they came mm-hmm. out. And they're uh, said, speaking of wiener. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yes, I get it now. Oh, man. So that's anyway, terrible. Those were, no, wow. those were legitimately, those were legitimately no, big right. time twists. Right. So anyway, that's the You're right. <laughs> All right, Melody. So what Silence are your... of the Lambs. Wait. No. Yeah, I think we knew that one all along. All right, Melody, how about you? What are your runners up? Uh, well, I did have Saw, Frailty, and Memento on my list, and then also Psycho. I feel like that deserves to be in this uh, list. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. Sure, absolutely. That's a classic twist. So there you go. Yeah, Daniel, how about you? Yeah, no, I didn't really have honorable mentions, but yeah, obviously Sixth Sense is one of the best of all time in Memento. But yeah, no, nothing else to add. So the ones that I would add that have not been mentioned yet and one that I really wanted to get on this list, but we only had three and there weren't enough, uh, was Gone Girl. I knew nothing about that movie. And holy cow, that was not what I was expecting that movie to be. So for me, it was definitely Gone Girl. And then the other one that's kind of outside of the box um, was uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty. Mm. (laughs) Um, Because they – so this game – they marketed it as the sequel to a very, very popular, well-selling game. So this is the sequel, and all the marketing material, everything that came out about it, uh, led you to believe that you were going to be again playing as the the main character from the first game. And in the first uh, the first level, you do you play that guy, you play him, 
And then for the rest of the entire game, you actually play another character because solid, well, something happens to solid snake. Um, and so then you have to play uh, this other character all the way through. And so that was a, I don't know if I'd call that a, a great twist, but for me, it was one of those like mind blowing experiences of like, wait a minute, this is not what I was expecting this game to be, but it actually ended up being pretty, pretty fantastic. So Metal Gear Solid two sons of Liberty. All right, so there are our top three and our honorable mentions. Did we leave anything out? Please let us know. Go to our Facebook page. I'm sure we did. There are a lot of movies with twists, and uh, but these are just some of our favorites and some of the ones that we really enjoy and uh, kind of rocked our world. You're listening to The Screeners Podcast. All right, guys, that's it for this week. We'll be back next time with our review of The Founder. We're really looking forward to hearing from you, though. So please go to our Facebook page, uh, write us a comment, send us an email, screenerscast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you so we can make this show better. See you next time, guys. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.